951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we continue the build-up to the new league season in Scotland. The Premiership opener less than three days away as fans across the country get set for another roller coaster campaign. James Sands has been speaking today, hoping he can make more of an impact at Rangers this season. Aberdeen and St Johnson have been the busiest of the 12 top flight clubs recently and Motherwell are in Ireland with a European deficit to worry about before getting back to the domestic stuff. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, you've got Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley Marvin you are usually the voice of positivity and optimism how good a season do we have in store? I think a fantastic one I really, really do I'm excited by it obviously we start with uh, Rangers at home for us personally at Livingston um, so hopefully we can get off to a good start but I think you know over the course of the season we're going to see the two big teams go at it um, I think hopefully in Europe they both do well as well um, so yeah extremely exciting also got Hearts in Europe so I'm interested to see how they do in the league campaign with those games added in Simon Donnelly it is never dull that's one thing that's an absolute guarantee the drama the excitement the controversy it's always there uh, so you'd expect nothing less are you looking forward to the new campaign? I certainly am yeah it's been a little bit of time now obviously uh, and all of a sudden the league's upon us again so as Marv says I, I fully expect Celtic and Rangers to go head to head as we, we all expect every year but you know the, the league last year was really tight from that way down uh, Marv's Livy just lost out in the top six seconds so it'll be very tight Aberdeen Hibs with loads of improvement to be made uh, so interesting times ahead and you can understand obviously any league the biggest spotlight goes on on the title race and it, does this one feel a bit different Marvin for the last well as long as we can remember really it's been your Rangers trying to to get to wrestle it off Celtic and then they did and then it seemed like it would be a huge ask for Celtic to, to wrestle it off Rangers and they did so it feels like this time it's just much more of a, a a perceived level playing field going into the new campaign doesn't it? Yeah I totally agree with you I think you know it's literally a flip of a coin um, I think it's very very difficult to separate either of the two teams uh, both had good windows um, which obviously helps I think the big one for me will be if Rangers get into the Champions League not just for the money it brings but I think playing Thursday Sunday is very very difficult you know and if you have to play Thursday then you end up playing Celtic on a Sunday when they played on the Tuesday you know that for me advantage Celtic so now I'm really looking forward to it um, Rangers have got some really good players I've been watching them very close over the last few days that's it because we start against them and you know Celtic will go from strength to strength see that look, look at what that nine weeks off has done to you you said it's the flip of a coin <laughs> not to these listeners these people these, <laughs> our listeners are convinced that their team will win it by 50 I points I was listening yesterday so and I heard some of the comments so, um, yeah. yeah I'm not sure you'll convince everyone that it's the flip of a coin but it, it does have that sort of feel about it to, to hard, some people it, Simon it's hard to predict I was thinking about it in the way and obviously two seasons ago You'd have, everybody would have expected Celtic to kick on and get the 10 and it didn't happen last year you know I thought Ange would maybe get a bit of time you know to build a team and you know Rangers obviously had finished the season before strong it didn't happen so you know it's hard to predict I think Celtic are in a good position this year in terms that they've got that squad there that have been together now for a, a period of time so I think that will put them in a, a good place but you know, it's, this is a new chapter for Rangers, so very hard to predict. And, and then last season, or the last two seasons in many ways, blew a lot of your preconceptions away because Simon's right, generally, you, you would sort of like to be in Celtic's position with that continuity, but they didn't need that last season. Last season and yeah. continuity didn't 
help last season so it's not the be all and end all no exactly and that's why we love the game of football because it's so unpredictable uh, you know I definitely agree with what Simon's saying there and that's why going into this season I say it really is a flip of a coin I know that frustrates some people uh, I'm sure from both teams but I really really do believe that and that's only a benefit for us you know as, as supporters of the Scottish game you know the tighter our league title can be the more eyes you get on it from kind of around the world and it grows our game so that's all we really care about 01419511025 come on then let's hear from you the new season less than three days away Marvin Bartley's Livingston involved in the curtain raiser noon against Rangers on Saturday how are you feeling how's it going how are the nerves how are the optimism levels how do you feel about the campaign ahead of course we're still talking about the transfer window what you've got in what you need maybe uh, you're carrying on some thoughts from last night we had a good old debate about you know which players might come to the fore this season so get all your thoughts in Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly would love to speak to you 0141 951 1025 in your professional role Marvin you're talking generally there about how, how good the season's going to be how do you feel ahead of a new campaign at Livy? There's a massive excitement um, as there always is obviously you know the second year for me being assistant manager as well so personally I'm, I'm extremely excited but you know we've added uh, five or six players to the camp uh, we've lost a few Alan Frost probably being the biggest one um, going across the hearts but you know it's time for somebody else to step up and the boys have done well in pre-season it's been hard um, obviously you know the main thing for us was getting through the League Cup and we've done that and you know now we look forward to the Rangers game so just as the weather as well it's meant to be quite warm on Saturday so the pitch should be nice oh, and dry, dry yes, yes, exactly you won't be watering oh, that my screen's <laughs> just exploded with Rangers fans falling in usually they complain about the pitch after the game we're yeah. going to get some before that'll be nice um, looking forward to, I have to say Simon Donnelly now I was I don't know if fortunate's the right word right, but I'm, I was um, able to spend the day at Livingston yeah. behind the scenes <laughs> On Monday, was it? Monday, yeah, yeah, Monday. Um, doing some work and see this nice guy persona that you see in here. He is an animal, a pest, a crybaby, <laughs> all of the above and more. His behaviour during the training game to who I presume was, it was your goalie coach was the referee? Well, I presume it was the goalie coach because of the size of him. You no, because he was wearing gloves. Be the coach. It was the gloves wow. that gave it away. <laughs> well, he definitely can't catch anything, but yes, that is the goalie he coach. He was the referee of this training game. Yeah. The language, Simon so Donnelly. He, was he playing in the game? He was yeah. playing in the game, so pretending that he can still play. The boot's not hung up yet? No, it definitely oh, hung, hung up, believe but me. But I think... You know, some of my teammates should hang those up before me, <laughs> based on those performances. The language the, towards the, the referee in the training game, the intensity at which he was encouraging some of the players in the gym. Wow, what a nightmare to be around this guy is. I don't defend yourself. Winners win, that's the thing. That's what I say, winners win, Simon. So, you know, when I go from coach to player and I step on that pitch, I just want to win. Of course. Listen, it's not, it's not an easy transition either. Uh, and if you haven't hung up the boots, you know you're going to have to do your bit this season no, as well. I'm saying that. They're so, definitely hung up. They definitely are hung up. Honestly, walk the walk. I was, <laughs> I was stunned. But I joined in in the gym saying that. You did. You, 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 you know, you sort so, of trying to lead by example. Yeah. yeah. You're looking fit, big guy. Fair enough. You're looking fit. Don't yeah, fit I'll, on me. I'll, I'll give you that much. But the, the language towards the referee, I, I already sympathise. Did he not get in a bit of trouble? He did. Yeah, with a bit of... Yeah, he gives the fourth official a hard time, apparently, and now I can see why. Do <laughs> I feel like turning over a new leaf this campaign? Well, if they get decisions right, then I will. What a place, though, because it's not like David Martindale's a shrinking violet either. <laughs> <laughs> it's between the two of them. Bad cop, bad cop. I, mean, I was just there, sort of, working and watching. I mean, 
I had a headache when I went up the road, so I don't know how the players will feel. But anyway, I wish you well for the season ahead. Thank you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Get all your pre-season thoughts in. We'd love to have them, uh, and let's see how we get on between now and eight o'clock. Because we are, of course, back. We always do this in the week that leads up to the start of the league season. We extend the show back up to the two hours after a lovely one hour stint over the summer. So we're here until eight o'clock with all the usual fun and games. So get involved. Mick is a Celtic fan. He's going to kick things off uh, from Ballarnock tonight. Hi, Mick. How are we doing, guys? Good, how are you? I'm actually in London right now. That's a bit bit like Ballarnock, though, no? Aye, it's a a wee bit like Sometimes when the sun shines a certain way. I'm I'm currently sitting outside the House of Parliament. There's a camera crew here. For you? <laughs> no, 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 me, no, don't worry about that. Mick from Ballornock's the next um, entry into the, the Conservative Party leadership race. You just haven't heard it yet. Um, and maybe not, in fact. But, Mick, what's your, what's your point tonight? Uh, it's just looking forward to the start of the season. I, I, I come back up to Glasgow on Friday and uh, I'm looking forward to the Abbott that they're unfurling of the league flag. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be in attendance at Celtic Park on uh, Sunday afternoon. You know, and I. I really do think the the team that we've got, we've got now really really excites me, and I think you know I think we're we're in for a cracking season. It's going to be a roller coaster ride as we watch the season unfold week by week through yeah. the whole, whole course of the season. I don't know if the guys will agree on with me on that, but it's something. This could be one of the closest title races in a very long time. Go along with that, you two. I mean, it was fairly close last season. It felt like Celtic. Certainly had it within their grasp for quite some time. I mean, the points total wasn't massive. How, how do you feel about the perceived closeness? Yeah, I agree with Mick 100%. I think, you know, both change rooms will be saying, listen, we can go and win this league and really, really believe it. Um, as I said, you know, both teams have made good additions to their squads. I think throughout the season, as Mick said as well, there'll be ups and downs. But I think, you know, both teams will definitely be heading to those games thinking, right, listen, when we play against each other, these are the important ones. You know, the rest of the league, without being disrespectful to us, I think they'll be saying, we have to, you know, get rid of these <coughs> games, win three points, keep moving forward. When we play each other, they're going to be the massive mm. ones. And I, I really can't wait. I really, really can't. Simon, it's, Mick mentions looking forward to the unfurling of the the title flag, the championship flag. I suppose that's it is something all fans look forward to. But is is that the the very mm. moment almost that that, that last season it's forgotten? So yeah, you know, it, it's the last chance for the fans to acknowledge what was done and celebrate it and thank the players for their efforts. But the flag is up, the referee's whistle goes, and then you're just going to try and and do it again, really. Yeah, that's the, the nature of the beast. It- the likes of Celtic and Rangers, you know, it's it's, it's done. Uh, I was at the last game. I think it was Motherwell, the last game of the season. They don't remind me. But yeah, <laughs> so they celebrated that day. There will be the unfurling of the flag. I'll be there covering the game. And after that, it's day one, uh, a new campaign, and I think it will be a really tight campaign, uh, title race between the two sides. But I'm quite excited from the Celtic perspective because I think they've, mm. you know, tying down Jota and Carter Vickers. Uh, I've caught a little bit of their pre-season Jota looks lively The Japanese boys have got a good pre-season under their belt So I think Celtic will be strong Sometimes talking, whether it's a cliche or not you know, About the, the different pressure of being champions And trying to retain it Or being the, the sort of chasing pack But I wonder if th- Does that really count here? Because everyone's telling us that it's so close anyway And the, the Rangers fans all believe they can win it And the Celtic fans sort of believe they can So th- 
in the, the pressure stakes, if you like, does it just feel like a fairly even playing field? Yeah, I don't think it makes any difference. Listen, when you play for one of those two massive clubs, you're expected to win, especially domestically. You know, whether you came second last season or you came first, doesn't make any difference to me. The pressure is on, as Simon said, from, you know, the kickoff 12 o'clock and we play on a Saturday, that's the start of a new season. You're expected to win games. That's it. You know, every, that's every what the fans... Yeah, yeah, exactly. The fans yeah. expect it and the players expect it. That's the good thing. The players expect it. So the pressure will be the same for both. You know, as you said, it's who deals best with that and if you do have a slight blip mm. and obviously you know the papers and stuff start jumping on it which change room can deal better mm. with it and you know win the following game again what last season did do was blow away a lot of these cliches these preconceptions because we always talk about the importance of a good start and you would rather have one than not <clears throat> but again Celtic didn't they lost their opening game yeah. the next few games weren't much better so clearly it's a as a well we're on the subject of cliches a marathon not a sprint and yeah. But that's hard for fans sometimes to... It is, of course. Everybody wants to go off... Livy will be no different. Everybody wants to go off to a flyer. It's a, it's a clean slate. The hope is there. The excitement. Another cliche like that. Let's see how many we can <laughs> rack up. The hope is there. The excitement is there. You know, and you want to go off mm-hmm. running quickly. Uh, but the demands are there with Celtic Rangers always. Always yep. there from day one. I think Celtic... I think it'll be another exciting season. I think uh, they'll score a lot of goals. They might concede a few at times, maybe in Europe. Uh, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how it unfolds. Mike, how do you feel the squad's shaping up? You've obviously got a number of guys who are now in their second season and then, you know, some additions as well. How happy are you with it? I'm absolutely delighted with the squad that we've got now. It's night and day from where we were this time last season. And uh, I think Jack Amakis, if he stays fit and healthy, I think he's good for about 30 goals this year. I know I said the exact same for uh, Kyogo last season when I was on with when Gordon Dale and uh, Mark Wilson was on. Was that you, Mick? I remember on the first night, I think, of last season or round about then, I, don't th- I think you said Kyogo would get 40. For, between 40 and 50 goals, that's right. 40 or 50? Aye. He got, he got over, he got well, over 20 you. and he missed a, yeah. a big chunk of the season. not 50 though, is it? No, but... The best striker for Celtic get... 19 goals in his first season Henrik Yeah That's big boots to fill That is big boots to fill Pressure Talk about pressure eh? (laughs) This is the thing right Because This now sounds like I'm somehow Taking anything away from Kyogo Who had a wonderful Debut season I do just remember Mick's call of 50 goals Was was, I'm quite optimistic Mick How many is he getting This season 35 And 30 for Jackie Marcus. That's a, that's a good pair. That's a start. Yeah, it is. No, not Especially if one of them's on the bench because the other one's <laughs> playing. Did you see plenty of rotation in that area, Simon? I do. Yeah. I think he's got midfield to front, loads of options. Loads of options. They've got to stay fit. You know, Celtic were fortunate last year when Kyogo was injured. Jackie Marcus filled that yep. void quite successfully. Came in and scored a barrel load of goals, a couple of hat tricks in there. So things like that happen through the season. It's how you how you you, you cope with it, how you ride the storm out. As, as Marv says, sometimes the pressure, a defeat. How do you bounce back? So there will be peaks and troughs, but you know those those two if they stay fit, over twenty, both of them, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, the difficulty is, I think, if Kyogo's fit, he has to play. 
he really, really is for me. He's that good. And, you know, it's no disrespect to anybody else. But for me, if I'm the manager of that team and he comes to me, you know, 15 games, 20 games in, he's played in the row and says, you know, I want to play the next mm. game. For me, he's playing because he's that special. Yeah. And he's that hard to deal with. Um, you know, I mean, looking to try and defend against Celtic that, you know, he's an X factor. He really, really is. And he might not get the 50 goals that Mick's talking about, but he'll contribute, you know, with assists and, you know, um, pulling players mm. here, there and everywhere. So, massive player for them. Yeah, I was thinking, Simon, you, you speak about Celtic trying to get better because obviously you need to yeah. at any level you're just trying to always you know better yourself now Celtic's goal difference was excellent last season what was it? 70 um, many goals did they score? 92 and only conceded 22 so both of them by a distance you know the best goals for the best yeah. goals against but if we acknowledge that you're always trying to get better and you have to be what what bit of it is it then that, that Ange Postacoglu will look to, to fine tune would he still hope to give up fewer chances than he did and I know that sounds ridiculous because they conceded 22 goals but you're always looking to improve something yeah I think I think they might go over 100 goals this year yeah yeah just with the options that they've got I think they'll be free scoring uh, in our league Europe is the next one for obviously they, you have to win the league that goes without saying but Europe for Celtic they've watched their rivals get to the final of the Europa League last year and you know they they little flashes in Europe but ultimately not good enough they're now at the top table so I think Ange will be looking at that as well and that's where I think then you have to look at your defensive unit to get stronger because I still think they'll score goals in Europe Is that the difficulty Marvin? because like I said internally they, they must have something that they're wanting to improve on but it's easy to look at the, the league table last season and feel that they got well they must have got more right than they got wrong that's why you, you win the league yeah I think when you're the manager of one of those teams you kind of look away from the stats and you talk about maybe controlling games more you talk about maybe more possession in the final third more controlled entries into the other team's box I think you have to go away from that because like you say scored 92 goals so you yeah. go to them and say actually I want 100 goals you're thinking come on like you know you have to get, it has to be realistic at times and as I said you know you can build these things if you're talking about controlled entries into the other team's final third that's going to then give you more goals without giving them the pressure of saying listen go out and score more but I'm interested in seeing Aaron Moy you know, I'm talking about possession. For me, mm. as a holding midfielder, and B. Tom was a very, very good servant to Celtic Football Club. But I think we talk about upgrading players. I think that's one, and I really think Aaron Moy can come and make a huge, huge difference. Um, depending on what his appetite's like to still be playing football, because he's obviously under shed load of money away in China. I love that from you. Completely unscripted, because how could it be when you turn up at one minute to six? We don't, we don't <laughs> Quarter have time. Two today. We, we don't have time. <laughs> to, <laughs> we don't have time to plan anything. But I, it actually, did get me thinking because I had another name in mind. Right. Thank you to Mick, by the way. Enjoy the rest of your trip in London, and we'll speak to you soon um, after this travel we're going to hear from James Sands of Rangers now last night we were speaking about you know who's going to be the main man but just when I, when I saw James Sands name and he's speaking about wanting to you know to get a bit more game time and you've just mentioned Darren Moy I wonder if we can take it a step further whether it's James Sands or someone else is there a is there a dark horse out there is there someone that you think can not come from nowhere but come from maybe being a bit part player to really making an impact like I say that's what James Sands is trying to do and we're going to hear that clip from him very soon can he do it Rangers fans can you see him playing a big role can you see that for someone else Celtic fans is there anyone out there that you think was under the radar last year and now he's, he's really going to become a main man so let's take it a step further than last night 01419511025 get your suggestions in and we'll hear from you and James Sands next you are the voice of Scottish football call 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here. It's 01419511025. Get your thoughts in. We're about to hear from James Sands. So Rangers fans, I wonder is this a season that he can emerge and become a you know maybe a mainstay or a sort of main figure? In the team, if not him, what about someone else who's been lurking in the shadows? Anyone at Celtic or St Mirren or Motherwell or so on and so forth? Give us all your thoughts. Who's your dark horse shout for this season? Don't say Marvin Bartley. I know I saw him <laughs> in a training game. I'm ready um, at the week uh, during the week, and he's was that good? He's um, you're okay. Getting the Motherwell team. <laughs> That's maybe not saying much at the moment. <laughs> Tell you what, Gaffer's still not a bad player. No. I thought he looked okay. Was he playing too? He's a floater <laughs> and he's a kicking it to the wrong team. Maybe he's like, got it. I like the old floater. I'm, yeah, sure, I I, I'm sure I saw a few assists in there. I'm sure I did. <laughs> I'm going to tell him this tomorrow, I'll be buzzing. Uh, anyway, uh, are we getting Simon and Marvin to do some predictions? I know it's hard for Marvin in the still in the game. We won't make you predict who's going to go down, but we'll need to get some Hang predictions. On. What do you mean by that? Off them. So I, I can pick who finishes maybe in the top three because you're saying Livingston aren't going to finish there. That's not what I mean. He's always right. on the defensive. What I'm saying is, it's unlikely. Yeah, by the way, do it if you want, but it's unlikely that you, as an assistant manager, are going to come on here to the country publicly and say St Johnston are going to get relegated because they're hopeless. You just oh, won't do that. That's nice what you did there. So you're not saying it's about Livy. You're saying it's disrespectful to me saying another team. Honestly, okay. I just Sometimes he could yeah, benefit from just like that. taking a breath, realizing that not everything's an attack. Knowledge is power because like we did it with it. Andy Halliday on Monday. He's not going to. You guys can't predict someone to get relegated, or can you? <laughs> well, I don't you know. Never know. <laughs> and what we could do later in the show, let's look through the rest of the predictions and see if any of the pundits have got Livy to go down. Wales Melvins <laughs> in the studio. Oh, wow. uh, that that would be that would be good fun. Uh, right. Come on, answer the question. Let's see what you've got. Who's the dark horse this year? Who's the guy that's going to emerge? I feel like I'm going to call this the Reagan Charles Cook Award, right? Because people think he was just signed last season. He was there the season before, <laughs> yeah. and he he was quiet. He didn't really do much, and then all of a sudden, he's the one of the Player of the Year nominees. So, have you got anyone that you think is ready to just kind of burst onto the scene? I don't know if it's this man, but this is the theme of it. James Sands, Rangers fan, says he is ready to make his mark after fully settling in. He thinks his experiences since joining in January uh, should help him kick on. Yeah, I think it's been really good. Um, you know, it's been nice for me to be with the team from uh, from the start, and you know, not coming midway through the year, so that's been nice. And you know, I think for myself and and the whole team, it's nice to to have a full preseason with the with the coaching staff. Um, you know, their ideas, you know, how they want to play. It's you know easier to implement that over uh, over preseason. So uh, I think I've, I've really enjoyed it so far. It's a really talented group, but you know I think I'm more than capable of, of having a bigger impact. And I think I can use the experiences that I had in the in my first six months. You know, like playing in Europa League, um, playing in some of the big league games. I can use that to uh, you know help me uh, develop and get better for the rest of the season. Whether he does or not, I mean, we're asking for loads of predictions here, but he, he would be exactly the type of player, Marvin, that, that would be looking to suddenly burst onto the scene. I'm sure lots of Rangers fans like things that they saw, but he's clearly not in anyone's first 11 right now. 
But can this be the can this be the season that one of these guys surprises people and, and becomes that? Of course it can. You know, talk about you know clean slates and all the other things that you were talking about earlier. And people sometimes forget. You know, when players move from a different country, sometimes they have to leave their families. You know, on the other side of the world, it's it's very very difficult for them to adjust um, both on and off the pitch. And like he said, he's been in and around the squad for a little while now. He feels confident. He's had a really really good preseason, and it could be his chance. You know, will he start for Rangers against Livingston? I doubt it. But you know, during the season, injuries do happen and when they, these things do happen he's mm. take his chance kind of like John Lundstrom last season you know mm. we looked at him for a while and people were like oh, I'm not sure about him and then by the end of the season he's probably the first name on the team sheet you know that someone like Sands will look at that and be like why can't that be me mm. yeah I, I think we should call it the Regan Charles Cook Award um, Simon but there will be loads of examples guys that just, you know a, a slow first season or are just not able to fully make that impact and then just surprise people the next campaign yeah, well, Lundstrom's a, a fantastic mm-hmm. Within the one season, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. within the one season. I caught him, I think, against Real Madrid at the start of last season and then was kind of quizzing why he wasn't in and about the team earlier but took his chance round about the turn of the year. I think some good performances in Europe. Uh, but yeah, it is... I mean, the, the guy, Sands, I haven't seen enough of but as Marv pointed out there, coming into a, a team the size of Rangers, a club the size of Rangers, halfway through a, a campaign getting to know the environment coming from the US all these different things he's now settled he'll know the club he'll know the players and it's the start mm. of a new season so it's a great opportunity for him but I've, I've not seen enough of Sands mm. to suggest that he'll be the first name in the, the team sheet for Rangers I have to agree with that definitely have to agree with it I've got another name for you though go on then Colac the centre forward mm-hmm. I've watched a bit of him in pre-season he you looks like a handful yeah he looks a good good player and I'm sure you know he's going to, well, he's going to start the season. He's the only fit striker at this moment in time. I think he mm. could be a real, real big player for Rangers. I know he wasn't there last season, yeah. so it's slightly different. But I really do think he can make an impact. And I'm not saying he's going to score 50 goals like Mick was saying that Kyogo's yeah. going to score for Celtic. But I think in terms of getting him up the pitch and you know how intelligent he is, he's willing to run in behind. He's he's a big enough unit. Um, I think he's not offer something different to Rangers, and you know I can mm. see him getting a fair few goals. You, know, you guys have obviously played as there sometimes. <laughs> Whether it's a switch or just suddenly you feel more settled, or you, or you start well and then you get that momentum, can, can, of, can, it, can it just happen? A stroke of luck as well. Mm-hmm. Go back to yeah. Jackamacus last year, and it, 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 it was chasing the pack in terms of fitness, and he missed a penalty against you guys. Yeah, he did right at the end. Yeah, you know it was to break his his duck at Celtic, and he missed a penalty, and I think that might have affected his confidence. He's went away, got his next chance when Kyogo came out the team, got a couple of yeah. goals, and looked a totally different player. For, for the last six months a, a real top centre forward for the last six months of the season so little things little breaks in seasons you've got to be there and ready to seize the opportunity mm. I go back to my own career uh, we played in Europe at the start of the season I wasn't on the I wasn't on the starting 11 and Darren Jackson took on well on the way to the game and I found myself thrust into the starting 11 got a couple of goals confidence was up and I had a run of games in yeah. the team so you, you just have to be ready to take that chance come on then who are the dark horse shouts for this season who's the guy that's going to emerge and suddenly make an impact on the team that perhaps you didn't expect who do you think that could be this season whether it's James Sands or not Rangers fans that's what he's hoping in that clip we just heard uh, Brian's a Celtic fan you got anyone Brian who's going to come to the fore hi uh, good evening lads alright um, yeah well I'm a Celtic fan and I was a uh, at this point last year, I was probably much the same as everyone else, wondering who was going to even be a, a Celtic player. Do you know, then we had a, a, a season of turmoil 
with season before last. And we were losing lots of great players, and I, I, I include um, some first-team players in that that we lost that I thought would have been excellent. Who would I say, out of the team that we've got just now, I would say O'Reilly's going to take a position up. Um, I think he will become a, a first-team regular more than um, coming in for Tom Roderick, who's now no longer there. And then... For me, the one that, that's going to really excite, I think, watching the, the Japanese lads, um, Gucci. I think Gucci's going to be an absolute star this season. I think he's got so much in his locker, and it's that very Scottish tenacity with a, a cultural Japanese, I'm going to do better than my best attitude. Um, I really think that Gucci's going to be something from left field. But for me... The, the, the team as we are just now would be great, but Andrew's always going to be looking to tinker, always going to be looking to improve, because he demands the very, very best. He doesn't care about what other people think of him. He just wants what he wants, and that that is evident in the way that he saw him attack Scottish football last year from behind the eight ball in the December time to being... Okay, now I've got a little window, um, and I brought in my three, um, three. Well, played his ace cards um, in January, and that's pretty much what won the league. If you look at from Hatate, um, Chilga was already there, but getting Yeda, um Hatate, and then this lad Gucci who got injured um, at Alawa. He's only just got that pre-season under him now. And watching him in pre-season, I think his movement's incredible. He's two-footed. Um, he's very confident. Um, and I, I just think that we're going to watch the rise of something else, you know, where, where he's a kind of forgotten one of the three because Kyogo obviously scores loads of goals. Neda's a superstar in the nation, Hakate, but the four, sorry, um, I think people are um, they're, they're taking their eye off Gucci. I mm. think he's going to be something really special this year. It certainly fills the the criteria of the question because yeah. if he does go on to have a great season, I don't think you can pretend that you saw it coming. You know, Brian has, has got his theory. I get that. Um, I actually think he's had another injury setback. I'm sure I read that recently, but maybe, maybe nothing major. Um, so that would certainly fit the profile, Simon, would, because it's a heck of an area to try yeah, and get in in the Celtic team. That would fit the profile big time. Uh, just as Brian started talking, I'd already scribbled down O'Reilly, which I don't think ticks all the boxes of you. No, but I, I see where you're coming from in the sense but that... I really think this lad is going to have... Because he now needs to replace Tom Rogic, really, doesn't he? Someone has to. He's a guy who I really like. Uh, selection of pass, weight of pass, can score a goal. Very clever player. And I think he's only going to get better. Uh, obviously, speculation recently with clubs down south, which I hope doesn't you know, come to fruition, because I think this boy could be a special player for Celtic over the next couple of seasons. So I'd I'd scribbled his name down. Edeguchi, for me, if he produces... You know, anything like the other Japanese boys, once he gets his chance, it'll be a, a totally new signing. Uh, in an area of the park, as you've just touched on, Gordon, very strong, Celtic middle of the park. But, you know, he's obviously came for a reason. Ange has obviously thought he's as good as the other ones, or if not mm. better, but we just haven't seen enough of him yet. He's injured and has struggled to get game time. Uh, 
So yeah, that would take the that would be the profile yeah. of your question. But for me, I think O'Reilly is going to have a, a good season. Yeah, who are we to argue with Brian's suggestion? Because he obviously watches these things during pre-season closer than we would. There's there's not a huge sample size by which to judge Idiguchi, but maybe you never know. Yeah, no, we have to agree with Brian, don't we? So you know, if next season he does come and make a massive impact, then Brian's come back on and. And, you know, tell us all about it. And if he's um, hopeless, we'll fall him back. <laughs> yeah, exactly, we'll call you. <laughs> but no, listen, you know, if he can come and make an impact, obviously, you know, he had a bad bad injury against uh, in the Alloa game and nobody likes to see that for any player. So hopefully he is back and, you know, raring and fit to go. I know you said you saw that he might have had a little setback, but... Is Eddie Gucci more of a defensive midfielder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he more than sits and gets on the ball, doesn't yeah. he? So... You know, someone like myself back in the day. <laughs> wow. Not that I like to get on the board, it's just like tackling people, give it away, Kicking and tackle people. them back. But no, I want to see him. But O'Reilly for me as well, you know, I know, like like you said, Simon, it might not tick all the boxes, but again, a very, very good player who came up from MK Dons with a massive, massive reputation. You know, I've seen the rumours linking him with teams in England, but I don't think they're big enough clubs to, you know, prize him away from Celtic. Yeah. I don't think these boys realise, you know, he, he might because I know he said he was a Celtic fan, but some boys coming up the road don't realise how big these clubs actually mm-hmm. are. And when they come up, it's very, very difficult to surprise yeah. him away to go back down I think uh, as well when he's because if you remember they played at Tynecastle yeah and he came off absolutely blown yeah you know the pace of the game and whatever had caught him by surprise I think now that he's been there a number of months and what he's shown us I think this season he's going to be a special mm. player for Celtic I suppose what would also fit into that bracket would be you know maybe young players that people are wanting to see more of I remember the end of last season Rangers fans were very excited about guys like Alex Lowry yeah. uh, Leon King I think Lowry's he's been injured hasn't featured yeah. much in pre-season so again you just you wonder can, can this be the campaign that a, a star is properly born for, for either side or for any team in the league because that's what everyone's in an ideal world trying to do isn't it yeah it's so difficult though, to introduce those young players unless they're totally totally ready sometimes it's better maybe for them to go on loan to a fellow Premier League team and you know maybe come back after six months or, or a season of gaining that experience maybe with less pressure on them especially you know with Rangers with what they'll be trying to go for and the additions they've made obviously Davis has come up from Liverpool so that you know will limit King's kind of first team um, games so no listen I think it'll be tough for them to play if they do play I'm sure you know they won't let the club down as we sh- uh, saw last season but I think this season will be very, very difficult to introduce You know, too many young players, if any at all. Mm, thank you very much to Brian, 01419511025. What do you think, Rangers fans? We just heard a clip from James Sands hoping uh, that he can kick on and uh, be ready to make his mark fully at Rangers. Can he? Can someone else? And to fans of all teams, who is your dark horse shout? Who's the guy that's going to come from, not nowhere, but is going to come from a supporting role and maybe play a much bigger part this season? Give us your thoughts. 01419511025. And we'll need to dig out those predictions soon and see who's tipping Livy to go down. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB as well you can get in touch with the guys all your predictions for the season ahead all your thoughts all your hopes because usually uh, we're feeling a bit optimistic we did have one Motherwell fan uh, earlier in the week who said that the game against St Mirren on Sunday uh, was a relegation battle season's <laughs> <laughs> not even started um <laughs> and that just sums up sometimes what it can uh, what it can be like. We just heard a clip of James Sands before the break, hoping that he's ready to make his mark at Rangers after fully settling in. It gave us some inspiration. 
We want to know who's this season's Reagan Charles Cook Someone who's been here before um, But is going to emerge This is going to be their real breakthrough season Where they, they become a, a main man I don't know Rangers fans Can James Sands do it? You'll know more than me for sure And what about other teams? Is there anyone that you think has been waiting in the shadows And is ready to really burst through uh, And make an impact? Um, I was thinking you know, Rangers as well is Alan McGregor definitely going to start as, as number one? He, is, I mean, is that the only... Would he have stayed on if he wasn't going to be? Or, or is this a season that John McLaughlin bursts through and, and makes the real impact? I think he'll, I think McGregor will start. Yeah. yeah. I think he'll start. I think he's obviously decided another year. <clears throat> At one point, I think it was the cup final. Or we thought he was moving on with the, everything that happened at the end of the Goodbye, game. Yeah. But I think he'll start for Rangers. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I saw him actually at the end of the season and it was, um, and I was saying, oh, your body feels okay. I think he just after he signed the contract actually, so it had been closer towards this season. He said he feels fine, absolutely fine. You know, he's raring to go. But I expect him to start in gold against us Saturday. Mm. Um, probably be, will be rotated a little bit more. Obviously, he's not the youngest anymore. I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying, but still a top, top goalkeeper. Good bit older than you and still playing. That's yeah. Look at it. Well, the goalies get away with it. Goals, easy, isn't it? Look at our goalie coach. It's easy to stand in there and just dive around. Right, we're going to take a bit in the dressing room tomorrow. Hundred percent. Take it every day. You know, it's funny how the the sort of narrative that he sets on this show. How it's he's gone in and he's he's trying to spread it around the club as soon as I turned up at Livy the other day I heard someone questioning the coin toss for Beat the Pundit right. see so they all they, they protected me because when Gordon came in exactly the that was you and the first thing he said I'm not sure about your coin tossing abilities well you've been moved on talk you? about your late coming so <laughs> we'll, we'll find out once Beat the Pundit comes in about 10 minutes time uh, now we're asking all the pundits to reveal their predictions for the season those who haven't done it will do it over the weekend the guys who are in midweek uh, will try and get some of them I did say Marvin I don't think it's I think it's right I don't think it's fair That you predict Who's going to go down Or anything like that So what do you want to do Give us a top 6 A top 7 Top 8 Yeah I filled it in Who's coming last But let's not mention them So what to do Is write it down right I will yeah. read it out And then at the end of the season We'll see if you're right Yeah I think that's fair And if, um, if I hit 10 of the 12 I get a signed ball Last season The most that any of the pundits Got correct out of 12 Yeah Was 1 Seriously Really Really so if I get two, I get a signed ball. Because the thing is, right, so everyone went for Rangers at the top. Right. right? They didn't win. Um, so you've all, you've obviously then got one and two wrong. Mm-hmm. No one predicted Hibs and Aberdeen to finish where they were going to predict. Yeah. So you've already got those positions wrong. True. So I don't know if I'm trying to cut them some slack here. Yeah. Um, so what are you giving us, top eight? Yeah. Right. But as I said, my top two, I've already said it, obviously. But go, and re- go in reverse order. Reverse order? Mm-hmm. Keep us in suspense. Right. Hibs in eighth. You've got a soft spot for Hibs as well. I'm surprised at you. Okay. Livingston seventh. Not not fancy your own team to go be- go better. No, nah, seventh will be a fantastic season for okay. us. Ross County sixth. Wow. What do you mean? Wow. Just D- Dundee United mm-hmm. in fifth. Fourth. Do you know I'm not filled in fourth. I've got a team missing. Anyway, <laughs> let's go to third. <laughs> Hearts Aberdeen 4th no? Aberdeen it was Aberdeen you're right, okay. correct you're reading my mind like you Aberdeen a 4th Hearts 3rd Rangers 2nd Celtic 1st to retain the title but close you did say it was a, yeah. f- a flick of a coin yeah <clears throat> by the way I want to add something into this I just if, can't wait for your Twitter feed later on tonight no, no, if Rangers get to the Champions League and it's Tuesday Wednesday you know Saturday rather than the Thursday Sunday I know it sounds silly you're changing your mind 
potentially. Oh, he's you putting. Can I think he can do no, that. you can. He's putting because you asked me too early. He's putting clauses it's in like place. The whole you know, manager of the season stuff. It is a bit early, but we like to do it to, Fraser, to, to take the to take the Mickey out of you uh, towards <laughs> the end of the season. Don't think this is is lighthearted. Seriously, I think I can say these things now because a bit of time has passed. He probably isn't listening. A couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I think it was Jim Duffy predicted St Johnston to go down, and Tommy Wright properly. Proper took the huff Ooh. with Jim, with us, with the show, really? with the station, with the city of Glasgow. Oh, oh, the, wow. Properly, so I've got no time for that. That's why at least they, they, there are four. There are four clubs out there that know that you've got them in the bottom four. So Motherwell are one of them. Don't think I haven't noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this game. Right, Simon, go on. We know that you reverse order. You're going to take Celtic to win the league. Yes, expect. I don't, you know, it's understandable. Some pundits will go for their own team and champions last year. Fine, okay. Rangers second by any chance? Yes. Okay, take it away. Same, same top three. Celtic Rangers Hearts. Hearts are not gone off then. You impressed with so. what they are? What uh, they've done as well? Yeah, I think Shankland, Shankland and obviously mm-hmm. at this level, I think it might score a few goals for them. Went for Hearts. Fourth, Dundee United. Sticking up for another one of his old teams. Fifth, okay. Wow. Aberdeen. Okay. Six Hibs. I think both of them will do. All the big city clubs, no imagination in that top six. No, exactly. Seventh, Kilmarnock. All right, okay. Eighth, Ross County. Nine, St Johnston. Well, there's not a lot of love for the steel men out there in here. Ten, Livy. Oh my goodness. Oh, but Davey just, co- just called me there. Eleven, Motherwell. <laughs> I can't handle the playoffs. And twelve, St Man. There you go. People of Paisley. Apologise to Stephen Robinson's just on the phone as well. (laughs) Stephen Robinson's on the blower. He's not happy with that at all. Are you taking that Livy 10 show from Well, I'll take it right now. Keep us in the league for another year. So yes, Gordon. Such a trouble. Come on, you set your sights higher than that now. Um, Do you know how many of the remaining pundits have got Livy to go down? None. They're not brave enough. It is none. You're right. (laughs) It is none. Andrew McLean and Gordon DL have both got them in 10th though. Oh. So that's quite a few predicting Livy 10th. Yeah. Uh, the highest of them all, Roger Hanna, I think 7th along with uh, yourself. Mm-hmm. On a, see, a serious note, how big is the challenge? Because it, we don't need to keep... Everyone knows the budget situation. One of the smaller ones. How how difficult is it to keep punching above your weight and and sort of keep... Maybe losing players, trying to... Because it's been that way for a number of seasons now, but they always, always find a way. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a mindset thing for me, though. You know, I think the, the gap's getting closer and closer between... Unless you're listening to Celtic Rangers, potentially Hearts, and, and maybe what should be, you know, Aberdeen and Hibs. Out, out with that, you know, it's very, very close in terms of standard of, of players that you can actually attract. There'll be, don't get me wrong, there'll be one or two, like Levitt's gone into Dundee United, he's a fantastic footballer. Out with that, it's very, very close. The shank under hearts, yeah, that, you know, yeah, they're on a couple they're, of clubs. They're though. away from it, yeah. You know, yeah. there's probably five away from it, but the rest, you know, as I said, it's very, very tight and there's no excuse, you know, I don't know the budgets of other teams. So, you know, people always ask me, I don't know what other teams pay. You know, I know what we pay. Are we last, second from last, third from last? I'm unsure of that. But when you go out on the pitch, it's 11 v 11. You know, go out there, do your job. We've got some fantastic players within, you know, our club. Um, you know, great mindset on the boys. And some of them have just been there through misfortune at other teams, not been playing, et cetera, et cetera. And we're lucky to have them at Livingston. So is it tough? You know, it's as tough as, mm-hmm. as you want to make it and talk it up. But listen, a very, very good group of players. And, you know, I thoroughly believe that, again, they'll shock people mm-hmm. if people have got us in last place. Cause, I mean, I think about Hamilton Ackies for years. Everyone used to write them off. They kept defying it and they liked it. They all, you know... <clears throat> They used it 
is fuel yeah. does, does it make any difference Does it suit you If people say Ah this is the year Livy are going to struggle Does it Is it uncomfortable When people say Oh no Livy Livy are good at this they, You know they'll be top six Does it yeah. matter No I think I think it is easier When you know People kind of Disrespect you But have you kind of In last place Expecting you to go down Etc etc As Neil Lennon said And it's one thing I've always taken away from him He said Being the top teams It's more difficult to win games Than it's to shock people And win games When you're expected to win It's a lot lot harder You know when you're At a small club And you might upset One of the you know big two And beat them you know, we go into a lot of games where people expect to beat us, which makes it a much more open game. You know, if we played against teams who had 11 players behind the ball, let's be honest, if that was every other team playing against us, we might not win as many. But they came, they come to us <coughs> expecting to win. It's an open game, and that's why we pick up the points that we do. So uh, can Rangers fans expect an open, expansive Livingston? Yeah, most definitely. They can expect the Astro to be watered, um, you know, and we're going to play from the back, and they should come and press us high, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Do you believe them, Simon? Lines. I think they'll just I think you will do what you normally do make it difficult it sounds quite for. sincere though <laughs> yeah. that's what yeah. I liked about it exactly but you have you have to give them absolutely I on it earlier on in the, the show you were seconds away from top six yeah I know the, how did that pan out again what was the out- yeah your team your team popped up with a goal uh, you're flying in Europe as well at the moment aren't you I think you take the ferry <laughs> over it's a bit closer <laughs> we'll see how that goes but I do think I do think it's hard for teams like Livingston to to replicate it year after year I think I've predicted 10th and Marv says we'll take that because I think yeah. the target for them is to stay in the, in the league anything else is a bonus last year there's a cliche the table doesn't mm. lie but they were seconds away you know from getting a top 6 yeah. was, would have been a hell of an achievement mm. for Livingston so we've had a bit of fun here alright St Mern won't be happy me pl- picking them 12 but we looked at the table time and time again last year you could have thrown a blanket Absolutely. over about 19 yeah, it was so close so, so why did you pick them then? Possibly League Cup Does no. League Cup do that to you no, now though you start No just from process of elimination I haven't seen anything I said man I'm just back my holidays <laughs> Just guessing I didn't want to pretend I didn't want to Stick Livy It's not yesterday Stick Livy Or Burnham down the box Because I know you guys Are doing absolutely guilty That's how seriously We're taking it What do you think St Mirren fans Defend your team 01419511025 Who's your dark horse This year Who's the guy That's going to emerge From bit part player uh, To a more settled role Get all your thoughts in But first Much more important business Than who's going to finish Bottom of the table Who's going to finish Bottom of this table Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, Beat the Pundit time. If you listened last season, you'll know that Marvin Bartley takes this. Oh, series doesn't even cover it. So if you want to come on, put him in his place, put him back in his box <laughs> with a defeat on the first day of the new season, we would love to have you. 0141 951 1025 and the lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here. It's 0141951025. All the usual pre-season chat. We're in the last couple of days, really. Livingston against Rangers, 12 p.m. On Saturday, how are you feeling? Give us all your thoughts heading into the new campaign. If you want to get specific, we heard from James Sands talking about how he hopes he can become a regular feature for Rangers this season. Can he, Rangers fans? And generally speaking to the rest of you, who are, who are the players out there that might make a run into the first team this season? The guys that have just been sitting waiting for their chance and uh, we might be ready to see the best of them. Give us all your thoughts on that and whatever else is on your mind and we'll play this first. 
with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Ah, like the first week of Beat the Pundit I said, you know, like everyone's got that optimism about the season ahead That extends, I think, to Beat the Pundit Gordon DL realised that he pretty much finished bottom last season of the table mm, And uh, so he, he wanted to go off to a winning start And he did last year So let's check The only he, the only person just <laughs> above Gordon DL last year was Marvin Bartley Now you didn't play that many games We only had the pleasure, if you can call it that, of your company towards the end of the season A 57% one rate I think that's alright that That's not bad I think that's way. fine Yeah I think that's fine You're an adopted Scot as well So yeah. you know Just up here I'll tell you what See if we're talking about Dark horses Bursting onto the scene In his debut season Simon Donnelly Effectively was What they call The best of the rest You know like up here Whoever finishes Behind Celtic and Rangers Yeah We know that toppling Hannah or Halliday Is tough Because yeah. they're sad And they yeah. watch too I much football third did I? You came third You're oh. best of the rest An 85% oh. win rate Wow Huge pressure for this season Yeah what? Massive Massive pressure Especially if you start feeling already today. If you need to I'll be buzzing <laughs> Lots to live up to uh, Let's bring in Tonight's contestant Who's John A Rangers fan From Parkhead How's it going John? I'm alright, how are you going? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all Simon Donnelly's feeling nervous because he did well last season And Marvin Bartley's always nervous Have you got a preference? Uh, well, I'll take either of them if they're nervous I like his style, I like his style <laughs> Cheers, John. The biggest signing news of the summer Is that we've signed producer Callum We've given him a new nickname, he's Chief Tosser in the studio Because <laughs> he is going to toss the coin for Beat the Pundit I'm getting too much stick, I'm fed up of it I'm fed up of my tossing technique getting called into question So I've handed it over to a man with far more experience And he will decide whether it's heads for Simon Donnelly Or tails for Marvin Bartley Not getting your wee phone out to film no, him because I, I, like I trust, he used to I trust him, unlucky Simon Let's see it <laughs> His heads yes, Unlucky Simon, I hope you lose <laughs> Oh Honestly, I like Come it. Come on, John. I like it. What sort of teamwork is that? <laughs> nah, I need to get hyped. The lead table. Right. Okay. Let's give Simon some clay two to listen to and set up the clock. Uh, John, it's pretty straightforward. No change in the rules. Thirty seconds. Answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know. Okay. Okay. Good man. Thirty seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Which club did Calvin Bassey join earlier this month? Ajax Which Rangers manager signed Brahim Hemdani and Francis Jeffers? Uh, uh, pass. Which club did Alan Power rejoin this summer? Kamala Who did Andy Robertson play with between Dundee United and Liverpool? Hull City Who is the current Dundee manager? Pass Ridvan Yilmaz joined Rangers this week from a club in which country? Okay. Who is the current Livingston club captain? Same set of questions to you. Uh, nah, okay, okay, time's up. Let's bring back Simon Donnelly. Simon, can you hear us? I can indeed. Same set of questions to you. How long have you been in France for? 17 is days? It, yeah, is it all current? And are you just back? I was back on Monday. It's not that they're all current, it's just not going to help, is it? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. He's been let's working his way through the. The red wine selection <laughs> in the south of France Rosie, for 17 Rosie. days. The Rosie, the You're a Rosie man, aren't yeah, you? It's been really nice south of France. Yeah, 17 days is quite an extravagant holiday, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. You're paying too much. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, right, let's give them the same set of questions. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Which club did Calvin Bassey join earlier this Ajax. month? Which Rangers manager signed Brahim Hemdani and Francis Jeffers? Look, Which club did Alan Power rejoin this summer? 
the St Mirren. Uh, who did Andy Robertson play with between Dundee United and Liverpool? Oh, who's the current Dundee manager? Pass. Ridvan Yilmaz joined Rangers this week from a club in which country? Greece. Who's the current Livy club captain? Pass. Oh, John, what do you think? Uh, I think Andrew's on the ground one, I think. Oh. Let's find Ooh. out. Marvin, were they easy? You, you always say nah, they're easy when you're they, not playing. I'll get to that in a second. Which club did Calvin Bassey join? If, if either of you yeah. got that wrong, it was game over. But you yeah. both knew Ajax. Brahim Hemdani and Francis Jeffers, you were both wrong. Alex McLeish, it was. <laughs> Alan Power, now he was at St Mirren. He's rejoined <sighs> Kilmarnock. John goes 2-1 in front I'm liking John's chances here We've not had a victory yet Have we For the listeners this season It's the second season now, syndrome. Andy Robertson <laughs> <laughs> The second album uh, Andy Robertson Left Dundee United When you were The assistant manager I had manager. to think about it as well. <laughs> I had to think about it You eventually got it Hull City But so did John So he stays in front The Dundee manager Is Gary Boyer Yeah oh, so for manager Did yeah, you come across him Down south yeah. Marv? Maybe, maybe, maybe I can't remember it, but oh, I great. Knew, Thanks for that insight, that. brilliant. Um, <laughs> Ridvan Yilmaz joined Rangers, and this is when you know you've been on holiday. That's one of them. See if you're here. Yeah. Get that. It's Turkey. The John, the and John's going to get it because he's a Rangers fan. Yeah. So he's, he's. I think you're done because there's only one question <laughs> left. Good <laughs> start, Simon. <laughs> he's changed his tune. He used to slag the listeners Second last season. season syndrome. I'll go with the winners. I'm like Eddie Hearn. You're well done, John. You're an absolute glory <laughs> hunter. Uh, who is the Livy Club captain out of interest? Nicky Devlin. It is Nicky Devlin. None of you got it right, and it was a, what was it, a two-goal victory? A 4-2 for John and Parkhead. Well done, see, John. Well done. What do we say? We're talking about Ange Postico. You can't rest on your laurels. It doesn't matter if you're third last year, if you're best of the rest. Right. You need to go away. You get a good pre-season under your belt. You don't go to France for 17 days and get on the rosy and forget about what's happened over the summer. Yeah. And now you're last. Yeah. And now you're last. Oh, did everybody else win this week? Well, Your goal had, difference is bad. We've only had three it's a games. Long, eh, it's so a long far. season. It's a long season. It's how you finish. Continue in that form. You're in how trouble. How you finish? Not how you start. It's very brave for a guy that's played none so far this well, season. Am I higher than Simon? Um, yeah. We both get zero percent, but I guess he's in some sort yeah, of negative exactly negative situation. equity. Um, <laughs> negative equity, right? Uh, John, before we let you go, it would be crazy not to talk about your team. How are you feeling about? Rangers a couple of days away from the opener. Quietly um, optimistic. Um, I think we've signed well. It just depends if some of the players can have to get a run. Yeah, I mean we've been talking as well, John, about maybe. Oh, of course, everyone gets excited about new signings. Is there anyone in the building that you think can emerge this season? James Sands was talking. You know, he obviously hopes it can be him. What do you think of his chances? Or is there anyone else? Actually, I was listening to the podcast uh, last night's show and they were talking about Lundstrom and the fact that they might be able to go for free. I think they'll keep Lundstrom if they do potentially get that free because he seems to fit quite well at falling back into a free from the midfield position. So I don't know, I think Lundstrom might have another level to go up again. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, that, there are there will be certain players that cross both questions. Last night was who's the main man, and now we're mm-hmm. talking about who can emerge. But I don't know, maybe John Lundstrom. Kind of he's falls already into a main man. Yeah, he yeah. is, isn't he? I know what John's saying, but he's already a main man. Interesting to see about the back three, though. Although I think it would be Davis, Goldson, and Suter. Suter. I think that could suit them. Does the signing of them, well, two of them, mm-hmm. suggest a, 
an openness to, to, to play a back three or does one of the summer signings i.e. Ben Davis or John Souter find themselves sitting out more often than not I mean if you're talking about left-sided then, then Davis would yeah. play wouldn't he because yeah. Goldson ain't going anywhere yeah no exactly um, no I think they're open-minded to going to a back three they did it last season didn't they at has, times has Souter's featured pre-season yeah, yeah. yeah. he's playing on the left side yeah. too yeah in game, though, mostly the back three, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, in game, yeah, but obviously, you Could, know. Do you think with having those options, it becomes more of a an avenue that might be explored to, to start at games start, and in yeah. multiple games? 100%. I think in Europe as well. I think, you know, when you look at European games, it might be, again, the more systems you can play and mm-hmm. the boys are comfortable with, you know, the better you are going to be as a team. And I think with those three at centre-half, a very, very solid platform. Likes to get to have a bit higher as well. So, no, mm-hmm. John makes a fantastic point. So James Sands has not convinced you quite yet. John, does he get a bit more to do before he can force his way in? No, because I actually, looking, I think, at the West Ham game, it was there was a two of the goals were built up quite well from the back and him and Palmer Barisic seem to do quite well at playing that out for the back he seems quite quiet and assured on the ball doesn't ever look like he panics he seems to be quite confident in himself to take it in dangerous positions yeah I mean it's how long is the list Simon of guys that we you know wrote off quite quickly um I think even what about you know someone like Ryan Christie? Remember, he was just an absolute. Mm-hmm. Was he even a squad player at Celtic? He was in loan at Aberdeen. It looked like he was going to maybe make that permanent. Yep. It didn't quite happen. And you talk about those sliding doors moments you mentioned earlier. He came on, didn't he? At Murrayfield against Hearts in the cup scored a fantastic goal. Becomes, and you know, just kind of plays every week. There after there. he did, die. he kicked um, on from there. That's that's what happens sometimes at clubs, you know. And uh, we touched on it earlier on Lund- Lundstrom for me at the start of the season when I watched them last season thought. This guy looks a bit of a player, and then f- never made mm-hmm. many appearances for the first half yeah. of the season. You know, came in, scored. I think it was Dortmund, <laughs> and kicked on, and was one of Rangers' main players in the last six months. Uh, John, thank you very much. The signed ball will be on its way to Parkhead. Congratulations! Thanks very much. He sounds buzzing about it, doesn't he? <laughs> I can't contain his excitement. <laughs> um, did we? Did we? I take it we restocked the, the balls for signing over this summer. The, oh, oh my. They arrive on Monday. He's just told me. Ooh. Wow! I What's thought he would be. Here? I thought he would be bang at it. So did I. If you're in pre, surely the producer Callum's equivalent of pre-season training is ordering sign balls. Yeah, exactly. And he's not done that. And he didn't give me and the like polishing the knobs in here and, and the buttons and stuff like that. I, and I thought that would be. What's he been up to? Tossing Where? the coin. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think he's still reeling right it's been years absolute years since Mark Wilson said anything funny on this show and last (laughs) night Callum's absolutely devastated because we were talking about how Callum let's be honest he's a bit more proper than us than us scumbags you know and he's um, Callum likened them to Jacob (laughs) Rees-Mogg Mark Wilson likened them sorry and Callum he's devastated you don't need that's unfair I really like you as a guy as well that is unfair (laughs) me Uh, and you buddy Look at him. <laughs> no, I enjoyed that. I'm going to text Mark. Well done. Uh, anyway, 01419511025. Right, George is a Rangers fan from Knightswood. Who's going to emerge this season? George, who can make a, a run in and become a main man? Oh, right, could make a big impact this year. Okay. showed glimpses at the end of last year when Gio showed a bit of faith in him. A couple of games last year, the finals. Yeah. I think he could make a big difference now. He's had a wee pre season under his belt. And um, I think he could make a big difference this year. Again, he fits the criteria yep. perfectly. If you had said to someone in, well, certainly last August, July, but even as 
as far on I don't know as it's probably January Scott Wright will start a European final for Rangers by yeah. the way you yeah. you know come on let's let's be serious here that, that's not meant to be disrespectful that's just where where things were and he did so c- can this be great example. the start of something yeah that's a great example uh, and I think the lad will take a lot of confidence you know the faith that the manager showed in him towards the end of the season playing in those big games none more so than the final uh, so he, he he fits the bill perfectly he could be one of those ones that's ready to push and be mm. more prominent for Rangers I mean just to boil it down even further if you're talking about Scottish players that have played in a European final in the last 22 yeah. years there really aren't that many and you know he, he would be one of them certainly a platform to try and build on isn't it no definitely you know what a fantastic experience for him and as Simon said you know last season he probably found it a bit more difficult than he wanted it to be um, although he scored a fantastic goal against us um, at Ibrox when he actually came on looks one hell of a player um, but yeah you know I'm sure he'll get opportunities this season uh, they got Matondo who's looks absolutely electric down the right hand side so you know Scott might have to be a little bit patient but no definitely has the, the ability to do so and like you said playing that European final mm. um, I'm sure he'll go from strength to strength and to be fair he can play on both sides as well so he has that to his advantage yeah. I mean George Simon was talking about you, you do need the opportunity to present itself and it did there was no Alfredo Morelos there was no Kamar Roof it, it, well, it forced Rangers into trying a few different things if everyone's fit can you, can you still see Scott Wright making you know his Appearances in, in the big games like he did at the end of last season. I think Gio's got faith in him. He's, last, he's played him in big games at the end of last year, and he he did let us down. Yeah, again, though, Simon, you know that that circumstances do have to fall in your favour, and they did. That's not me taking anything away from Scott no. Wright. It's just a fact. So if Kamal Roof's fit, whether he stays or not, if for Fredo Morelos is fit, Matondo's now in the building, and he wasn't before. So if it is going to be Scott Wright, who's Rangers' dark horse. He's going to have to really prove himself to do so. He is, but we go back to mm-hmm. Rangers Celtic. You have to do it every year. You have to do it every year. He's, he, the big thing for Scott Wright, if I was the player, would be Gio played me in those big games towards the end of the season, regardless of who's fit. Yep. He played. Uh, and you've got to take confidence from that. But just like across the city, players are going to come in the next season and... I think it's harder for the, the kind of homegrown boys as well. Sometimes it's not the kind of the glamour, the glamour mm-hmm. name in the team, and you maybe sometimes you have to fight a little bit harder. Uh, and you'll have to do that again this season. You know, I haven't seen the guys that have come in. I've seen more of Rangers uh, pre-season than myself. But it, it, you know, he'll have to fight for his place. But the big thing for for me, if I'm the player, my manager showed real faith yeah. in me last year. He really likes what I'm doing, so he has to go and build on that. Mm. What's it like, Marvin? Without giving the game plan away too much, and I know you and the the manager and other coaching staff will have been analysing all week. How hard is it to to forecast which of the new players will play? How much of a clue does does preseason give you? Do you then go away and look at those players and what they did at their previous club? You know, what's the first game of the season like to approach? Yeah, I mean, you have to look at the options that. It being Rangers this time, the options that Rangers do have, um, you know, you don't really look too much of what the players done in their previous clubs because new managers have players playing in new ways and mm-hmm. you know a new system at Rangers. So it's how they adapt to that. So preseason is a really good barometer for, for that. Um, we watched, you know, Spurs, the Blackpool game, the West Ham game. Um, you know, so we feel suitably prepared. Um, you know, we don't just prepare from one to eleven. Obviously, probably fifteen players that we think could play and could start. So prepared for all of them. But listen, you can prepare all you want. When these top teams come to play against you, if they perform, you know, at a level that they can, you don't win the game. 
you know it's that that simple um you know we'll do our utmost but we need them a few of them to have off nights or an off day mm -hmm. and a few of our boys to go above and beyond and you know if we can do that hopefully we can get something positive out of the game but you know go into it with confidence any in particular that you would expect to come up against then of the new faces Matondo for me from what he's done in pre-season if he doesn't start then I need to give Joe a high five before the game to <laughs> thank be him because yeah honestly like his intelligence you know the runs he makes you know don't get me wrong in the Spurs game there's a couple of times between him and Tavernier where they weren't quite on the same wavelength but that will come um, but you know listen he's a real real good player and I'm sure you know George would have seen mm. more of him than me maybe live during pre-season but he's like a fantastic addition to their squad I mean James Tavernier's contribution in the last couple of seasons has been outrageous but he's not that often had an out-and-out -out winger in front of him so you know he's been maybe the sort of main attacking in, in threat in some senses that change anything for him if, if someone like Matondo plays there regularly yeah and I think that's why they could probably got the teething problems because you know Tav would prefer somebody to float inside for him to go around the outside whether it been you know had you played in front of him or anybody else you know he likes to really offer that width especially under Gerard. under Gio he's been slightly narrower but now Matondo's outside of him so they have to kind of you know work on that link up and you know hopefully they get it wrong on Saturday but you know he's a <laughs> he's a top player so there's no doubt about it for me that you know Tav will get used to it very very quickly and will contribute just as he has in previous seasons thanks George nice to hear from you keep your Thought your calls coming on 1419511025. It's a great time to call. We'll get you next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here. It's so 1419511025. You can of course tweet as well. We're doing all the usual stuff on the first week of the uh, the season or building up to the first week, you know, predictions and how you're feeling and signings and all that. And we're getting a bit more specific asking you if there's anyone out there that can be a, a bit of a dark horse, someone who can be, we'll, we'll put it this way, we've called it the Reagan Charles Cook of this season. Someone who was here before and was fine, but maybe didn't really make an impact. But all of a sudden, next season, and lights the place up. We've had some interesting shouts. We heard a clip from James Sands with a couple of Rangers fans on uh, in the last few minutes. One thought Scott Wright could be the answer to that question. We've had some good shouts coming in um, all over the place, so give us all your thoughts on the phones or on Twitter. Uh, Don for Life, quite appropriately, tweeted to say Aberdeen will stroll third at a canter. He's got all the wow. language in there with our signings. Well, have you been impressed with what you've seen or heard about them in pre-season yeah. or, or in the League Cup? I watched them against Rafe, actually, because it was on the, t uh, on the TV. Um, no, they've, they've improved, obviously. You know, Jim went in there and... <laughs> You know, he wasn't shy in making big decisions. Um, you know, probably didn't work for them because where they finished in the league. But Aberdeen can only get better. You know, they've given them some money to spend. Obviously, Ramsey uh, has gone. Ferguson, a massive player for them, also gone. But he's brought in additions, and he said I think there's two or three more in the pipeline. Um, so I expect Aberdeen definitely to to be up there, there or about in European places. I mean, just kind of have to, Simon. Whether it's to. whether it's third or not, <clears throat> they have to. You know, last year. New manager coming in, Scott Brown going up there, and the excitement round about Aberdeen last year. I thought they would have been, you know, fighting for third. Uh, so a hugely disappointed season for them and Hibs, clubs of that stature. So I think, I think they'll. I know Hibs have not got off to the best start with yeah. the League Cup uh, group, but I think they will bounce back. Both those teams. Mm. Uh, Come on then, Don for life. Why not give us a call sometime? Share your thoughts on Aberdeen's chances. Uh, this season 01419511025 right I've got a full time teaser for you don't think that's gone away yeah, over the summer I forgot about that tough <laughs> tough really? really yeah I think so I'll get um, 
Yeah, I must admit. So, uh, okay, well, let, let's just go for it. Um, it's thanks to Russell and Kilmarnock who sent it in. Good man, Russell, for contributing at full time at Clyde1.com. Uh, Ridvan Yilmaz has become the seventh Turkish player to arrive in the top flight of Scotland since the SPL era began in 1998. Can you name the other six? No. Two guy. Yeah, what a player he was, eh? Different oh, class. Well done. Different class. Two guy. Yep, well done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> For now. Yeah, this is not going to go well, I must admit. How many um, are you looking for? Five more. Five more. Turkish. Turkish. Um, I, I think. Does, does, does Nadir Sifji fall under that bracket? He does. Oh, <laughs> you're on fire. He might have lost Beat the Pundit, but he's redeeming himself. Yes. Um, you, won't really get, you won't get any of the remaining ones, but uh, <laughs> listen, you've I'm got a couple. I'm happy with two. Uh, we'll take that. Right, that's We're good. happy with two. <laughs> Best Sorry, Marv. Um, <laughs> I do put a bit of thought into this, believe it or not. I know that I know that's hard to imagine. But as difficult as they are, I wouldn't give you this question, Marvin, if I didn't think you had at least played against some of these players, coached against some of them, or managed against them. I, I wouldn't be that unfair. Well, that means it's been the last seven years. Some Thanks. of them, maybe. Okay, well, at this moment in time, Gordon, okay, my mind's that. blank. Just saying that. That's okay. that's no, no change. From, Come on, from Simon, usual. contribute. Um, right, whilst he's on about you know former teammates, here's one not from our league, but clearly of interest. What about John McGinn? See that news today? Yeah, he's the yeah. new captain of Aston Villa. Just on a very simple level, it's always great to see one of our own, if you like, down there and captain of a of a big English Premier League yeah, club, isn't it? I noticed that. I thought brilliant. You know, the guy's he's been great. He's kicked on from from Hibs down there. He's now one of the top men at Aston Villa. Stevie Gerrard obviously yeah. likes him, the character. Uh, I've only met him a few times over the years, but really nice guy. Excels for Scotland, so yeah, it's a good good move for him. You know, I mean, all sort of Scotland fans or fans of Scottish football would generally feel like that, but you know, you know the man very well. He's a former teammate of yours. What did you make of it when you saw that news? Well, the first question I said to him was that fine sheet real. Have you seen the fine sheet that's going yeah, around? Apparently, it's from it's last season. Oh, it's a shame. Yeah, that, I said it? last season. I said hopefully it's more <laughs> this year. But no, listen, I'm absolutely delighted for him. Um, you know, fantastic person. You know, I think it's gone from strength to strength. Um, Is he quite quite vocal in the hubs dressing room? Do you know what? He's a bit of a joker, to be honest. Uh, well, not a bit. He's a massive joker. Yeah, you know, yeah. but I think he's one of those captains that will lead by example of, of the work he puts yeah. him in you on the training pitch yeah. and you know match what day. He does in the games. Yeah, rather than in the dressing room. But listen, it's, again, it's something that was taken in stride. And mm. you know, what a massive compliment, you know, to have Stephen Gerrard say, you know, you are my captain, especially when the old captain hasn't left the club. By the way, yeah, what do you make of that? Because Tyrone Mings was the captain. I mean, he's still there. He tweeted to say, "It's not about me. It's not about John. It's just Aston Villa, and it will be a pleasure to play under him." Something along those lines yeah. but it's always a bit of an awkward one isn't it no it, it definitely is awkward um, you know and obviously Tyrone's been fantastic and came out publicly and you know backed the decision I think you have to when the manager makes that decision uh, but privately <laughs> if it's me you know I'm, I'm wondering why mm -hmm. um, you know because you then start to think have I done that bad a job that you're changing the captain Not it's not about John or whoever, whoever else getting the captaincy but you look at yourself personally um, but I did see Stephen Jarrett said maybe the pressure coming off Tyrone from being captain will help his performances go up. Um, but he's, he's been someone who's been getting called up to England. So, mm -hmm. you know, obviously, again, you can take that as a compliment. And uh, sorry, Stephen Jarrett maybe thinks he can be even better. Um, who knows? But yeah, it's a difficult one. But as I said, you know, John will take it in his stride. And he's a captain who, who will lead by example. And I'm sure the boys will follow. The type of thing that can kick John McGinn onto 
another level that that responsibility or, or are you mindful of maybe the, the extra pressure that can be added oh, he, he wouldn't care about the pressure no <laughs> no chance at all um, I, think, I think he revels in it eh? yeah. I think he looks like one of the players that he seems to know when you see everything be, in his stride you know when you mm. see because he's the sort of talisman for Scotland doesn't he yeah. seems yeah. to kind of like that he handles that yeah he's brilliant he handles it very very well um, you know and he doesn't doesn't let anything bother him whether he's he could be playing you know with his mates or his brothers or he could be playing at Old Trafford he just, he's just one of those players he's been absolutely fantastic and I think the way he deals with pressure has allowed him to get to the level <laughs> he's at um, you know, but as Aston Villa obviously have been suitors for John this summer and they've made him captain now, so that adds another, what, 15 million onto it? <laughs> yeah. get sold tomorrow for 100 Maybe million or something after that was themselves. It. <laughs> I, I, I did like the fine sheet. Did you see this at all today? Know. So, unfortunately, no. I think someone's come out and said it was from last year or just before Gerard yeah. arrived, but it's still just interesting when you see these things getting leaked. I mean, do you have a fine sheet, Olivia? Yeah. Who's in charge of. Uh, issue, isn't it? You're not the type not, of guy. Joel Nibley is now in, in charge of Wouldn't it. Wouldn't mess with him either, to but be fair. But they keep trying to charge me for wearing my boots into the dressing room, but I'm assistant manager. When you've got your initials, See, you're the, above it. No, that's the whole point. You've got to <laughs> no, it's lead not by example. Um, I'm going to guess, no offence, that mm. the, 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 the amount of money that we're talking here is a bit different from the Livy one. Yeah. Uh, from the Aston Villa one, sorry, yeah, that yeah. got leaked. Booked for descent. Imagine him getting booked for descent as assistant manager. £200 fine. Wage is gone. For, <laughs> uh, for Aston Villa that was on the sheet um, if you're late for a meeting walk or coach on a match day £1,000 wow. well seen it's the English Premier League we're talking about here where does this money going? Christmas night? Ah, you'd imagine yeah, so wouldn't be. you um, if you're sent off you take this as well you have to take the team for a meal within four weeks of the red card imagine what I would be ordering if someone's on that the whole team McDonald's. you'd be down to the sponsors Tony Macaroni yeah. looking for a, a freebie I mean if you're late what was it so many it's them £200 a minute if you're late £200 a minute if you're late for a meeting so the descent one seems a bit tame compared to the rest then £200 for descent yeah, I say? guess no flip flops in the shower 100 quid all that sort of stuff um, snooze being left anywhere £200 Neil Lennon one. is skint <laughs> after that one <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't have that in your day Simon no. that, that would be a modern <laughs> one illegal parking £100 it's getting a bit um, yeah, in the club or out of the club that means know. that you know Daniel O'Connor or anything yeah. both yeah, yeah it says late for fizzy all the rest of it so is that the type of thing is there anything r- random bizarre that you get fined for at Livy we have a will so it's slightly different. Remember ah, Wheel of Fortune, yeah, yeah. kind of like that sort of uh, setup. But so you don't have to pay. It might be a. F- it might be on you, or it might be times five. Or it might go into the staff kitty. It might be a fine for the person who sits next to you. What? Um, yeah. So that's stuff like you know leaving your kit outside, or if we do shooting drills and you hit it over the back net, then that's I think like a tenner. Or if you hit it over the actual into stand, it's twenty. Little or whatever the nearest supermarket. Yeah, exactly. You can go and collect it and get some biscuits when you're there. So that's how I know that it's there. Croissants. Um, Ah, got to look. Do you know what? No, actually, because I was very well looked after at Livy. That's what? why I'll be back. Oh, you had lunch Man and had breakfast. You. Did you? <laughs> well, you owe me three quid. And so. you know, I was dreading it, right? Because as it very kindly offered, and I thought, well, I'm going to say no. Yeah, anyone who knows me, I'm turning that, you know, that down. Look after the stomach first, and I thought. I could hear him because you hear him a mile away. I thought if he clocks me sitting <laughs> having the t- having the break the leftover <laughs> breakfast, he's gonna he's gonna have something to say. But you didn't. Um, so so yeah, just those types of yeah, things. Yeah, it's, it's and good. Are we not banter. talking huge money? No, no, no. I think like, the biggest one um, would be like a tenner for like as I say, kicking stuff over. Obviously, you get sent off and stuff. It's slightly different. As mm. uh, is found out after lashing out against Cove, did he? Yeah, he got sent off in that game. I forgot that. And, and then we'll get a fine for that. Yeah, but. It's not too, too bad compared to, <laughs> compared to those fines. Right. All Simon, relevant. Was that a thing in your day? There, yeah, there was a fine sheet. Mm. 
Who was the enforcer? Probably Tom Boyd, skipper. See a stroke, social threatening debt collector. Boyd, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when needed. When needed. Two shillings for leaving your flip flops somewhere. That's low, isn't it? Oh, sorry, wow. sorry, man. It's usually yeah. Hugh Keevans that gets that type of stuff. After I get the two two guy in safety and oh, wants no, to be part of the team, and now you do realise that Scottish footballers are still coming to terms because people still think he's this like fresh faced young player. He that's is what time faced. does that. He is still fresh faced, but that's what time does to you. And you've got him in shillings and pence. Well, disgraceful. Uh, right, Andy is a Celtic fan uh, from Stirling. Andy, how are you feeling generally about this season? I think that we're, we're shaping up uh, to probably have one of the best uh, seasons in living memory. Uh, Rangers have signed very, very well. Um, although I think Celtic might have a slight edge in the fact that we know what we've got as regards to the guys are already bedded in. Uh, and we're hoping that that's going to give us the edge at early doors. Uh, but you, you can't deny that the Rangers have signed very, very well on paper. Yeah, I mean, did Celtic show that last season, Andy? That, of course, you would, in a way, you'd rather have settled squad, you'd rather have continuity, but Celtic is full of players that came in and just hit the ground running. So I suppose that you're then aware that the Rangers' new signings might well do that also. But, uh, well, I, I'm aware they might do it, but might's a big word. Um, you know, the reason people raved about Celtic last year is that they were the exception to the rule. Uh, it's very rare that you get a, a club bringing in so many signings that that actually uh, implemented themselves the way that they did within within the setup. Uh, I think some of the signings Celtic have, have made this year um, potentially could be very good. I like to, the look of the, the half an hour the boy Jens put in, although I still believe Chris Julian's probably the best centre half at Celtic Park. Is he the one then? We're talking about guys that might, you know, kind of sneak in and make an impact. You got high hopes for for Jens at the back. I've got high hopes for Jens, but if we're talking about a player that that is already there, who mm-hmm. you think will be a dark horse, you've got to look at James Forrest. Given the fact that uh, he spent a lot of the time last year uh, out of the team, so. The signs this year is that, that Ange Postecoglou uh, is trying to he, he fit him back into the team. Yeah. And I think he's just got a wee bit of a calmer head, maybe at times, than, than Leo Labada. Although Labada's yeah. sensational. So, oh, I'll tell know. you what, Andy's a thinking man. I love, I love that shout. Because how could you have referred to James Forrest as that a couple <laughs> no. of seasons ago yeah. when he's the main man? But it, it, it might actually the be the case. Uh, it's just the way it's kind of panned out. James didn't have his troubles to seek with injuries last mm-hmm. year and in those positions that James plays Abada, great stats, Jota Maeda played there, he's now coming into the latter stages of his career and he'll have his work cut out but I still think he's got stuff to offer Celtic this year with his experience he'll maybe even help the younger players like an Abada who came in last year had a fantastic first season but we were joking about it earlier on with the Beat the Pundit. Your second season, people begin to suss mm-hmm. you out and you have to mm-hmm. go and do it all over again. So maybe James on the, the staff there can help these guys because he's been through it himself. But I still think playing-wise he's got a lot to offer this year. I would, defend, I would understand James Forrest's right to say I don't need to prove myself to anyone. I've won pff, umpteen trophies, caps for Scotland, player of the year, all that sort of stuff. Um, but, but maybe proving that, you know, that he's... He can still be that 
that mean man or, or one yeah. of them? Whatever it is that motivates him to do it, he definitely has it within him. You know, you don't last that long at such a massive club if you don't have that within you. And there was a time when the Celtic fans wanted James Forrest out and then I remember mm. he got injured and then all of a sudden everyone was missing him then he came back and he made an impact. So I agree with Simon. I think, you know, having other players there that can play that position and take the pressure off James Forrest and kind of what Andy's saying, I think you'll see the best of him this coming season if he can stay fit. Mm. I think at times, you know, it was needs must in terms of him because there was no one sort of on his level. So yeah. at times he was playing when he wasn't probably it, fit it to play. He maybe suffered last year for that because yeah. Because he was getting asked to go to the well over and over again. Exactly. You're getting on a little bit. That blistering pace and the injuries that you pick up with that. So, yeah, yeah I think he's still got a lot to offer. But he has to keep himself fit this year. Yeah, and fresh. And at that stage of his career, yeah. the stop-start is not going to do him any mm. good at all. Um, Andy, you mentioned something there about Chris Julian being the best centre-half at Celtic. And you know, I don't think you're alone. I feel like we had some calls along those lines last season, but... Surely after all this time, is it not becoming clear that his chances of being the kind of main man in there are slim to none? But that doesn't make him a bad player. Um, I think uh, Chris Julian, I mean, you can only ever read between the lines. Uh, and I think that, that Chris, Chris Julian uh, has been at the heart of the French Revolution that uh, carried out the, the, the mutiny on the bounty during the 10 in a row season. And I think that, obviously, you've got the same coaches there that were there during that period. And Ange Postacoglu, uh, I think it's clear, doesn't he take any any uh, fools gladly? He'll not tolerate anything other than the focus on the team. Uh, Sorry, hold on. Elaborate on that theory. So you think Chris Julian, what, presumably along with Hodson Edward and Olivier and Cham, undermine things at Celtic and now Julian's paying for it, even though the rest of them are all gone? Uh, I, I believe that, that there's there's an element of truth in that. I think Sham and Cham, to be honest with you, um, I'm a great believer that you can see winners really early. And I think it was clear to me that within six months of Olivia and Sham being there, he wasn't a winner. Uh, and winners, winners don't blame anybody else. Uh, winners look in the mirror. And I've got a feeling that... Uh, Whenever you've got wee cliques like the French Arsenal found it and, and other big clubs throughout Europe have found it where they've had uh, a, a, a consignment of Dutch and a consignment of French, French in particular, they stick together. And when one goes bad, then it, it tends to it tends to go the other way. I think in the transfer front, I think uh, the, the the one transfer that that's, that's escaped everybody's uh, um, interest this year could be the most pivotal one out of the lot and that was uh, Bobby Madden going down south uh, so I think that one will maybe Do you know what not bad we've actually made it to like you know, quarter to eight on Wednesday night without Day anything three. like that so I, I, I think we're doing not too bad by our standards I think we need to be you know, quite careful we don't stray into really unfair territory maybe Andy knows something that I don't mm-hmm. right but you know let's be pretty careful with generalisations that groups of players for a certain country are, are coming together and, and undermining things um, and that's why Chris Julian's not in the team what about this wild suggestion I've got for you that Ange Postacoglu doesn't rate him as a footballer or he rates the two who are playing ahead well, of him yeah. uh, Better, same thing yeah, you know, he's had, he's had a big big injury as well 
You know, and it's very <clears> simple for, for supporters to sit out there and be like, why is he not playing for this reason or that reason? Maybe he's just not back to being the player that he once was. You know, maybe it'll take him a little bit more time. I definitely think, you know, and I've listened to quite a few things of Ange, um, he did something with one of his big sponsors and he was speaking about, you know, he doesn't care about what players have done previously. He really doesn't care. It's about the training week leading That's up to the That's if they've even done anything. Yeah, the no, but I mean, if they haven't, mm-hmm. if they haven't performed well in the previous oh, managers yeah. or haven't performed well under him in the previous week, it's all about this coming week, you know. So, listen, Julian, I'm sure we'll get an opportunity um, and when he does get it, he has to take it with both hands and if he does, he'll stay in the team. Mm-hmm. And just not looking at him thinking, you, you were part, even if that did happen, you know. Listen, there's bad players all, all around that do things, you know. I'm not privy to know what happened at Celtic, but I've been at other clubs where, you know, you've got boys who, misery loves a best friend. You know, one boy's not happy because he's not playing. One boy's not happy because you're <gasps> more money than him. You know, these things what happen. What that is? What's that? What was that? Misery loves a best friend. Misery loves a like best friend. Gordon DL is in his bath right now. Uh-oh. Taking that that's what, he, that's what he does He listens okay. on a Wednesday night <laughs> in the bath um, It's quite disturbing isn't it Yeah um, it really is um, But he'll be jotting that down He likes to steal other people's um, sayings Right thanks Andy What about this teaser uh, Rydvan Yilmaz has become the 7th Turkish player To arrive in the top flight in Scotland Since the SPL era began in 98 Name the other 6 You've got Tugay And you've got Nadir Chifchi What about Mehmet from Is he Turkish? From no, that's, a, that's a great shoot Denny's Mehmet Is he not? He is. Yep. Who? Denny's Mehmet, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh, it was Dundee United goalkeeper. Dundee United, is he? You're, I know what's happened no, here. Billy Mehmet. Billy Mehmet. Dunfermline with me. Do they both count? Wait a minute. Mehmet's on the list. What do you mean, no? Denny's Mehmet's on the list. I'll give you, oh. I'll give you any of the Mehmet <laughs> clan. <laughs> right. That's fine. Okay, so we're looking for a couple more. Struggling. There's one I'm going to leave you with, Marvin. Really? He would have been... He must, he must have been a big rival of yours in your oh, time up here. No, that's we'll get the answer thing. next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Oh, that was not long enough for these two to come up with the answers on the full-time teaser. I'll give them just a couple of moments more because there's something else uh, I want to run by you before we get any further... Clyde One Super Scoreboard's Team of the Week with Clyde Build Home Improvements. Yes, every Monday one of our pundits is going to select their team of the week from the Scottish Premiership players after the weekend's games, a new feature for the season. You can check out who's made the team along with the formation at the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Twitter account every Monday at Clyde SSB. And thanks to Clyde Built Home Improvement, I'm going to give you the chance to win a current or retro football kit of your choice just so you're looking sharp for the new season. So go to ClydeOne.com to enter and remember to keep an eye out on that Twitter feed at Clyde SSB this time next week to see the first Scottish Premiership team of the week. Bartley won't be anywhere near it, that's uh, for sure. Right, OK, this teaser then. And another reminder, just whilst I'm on the sort of contact us section of the show, it's full time at Clyde1.com. That's how you submit a question for the full-time teaser. That's exactly what Russell in Kilmarnock has done tonight. He says, Ridvan Yilmaz has become the seventh Turkish player to arrive in the top flight since the SPL era, which is 1998. Uh, can you name the other six? And you're doing not too badly, actually. You've got two guy, remember him. Uh, you've got Nadir Chifchi. You've got... Denny's Mehmet now listen to this Simon you threw in Billy Mehmet who you yeah. played with at Dunfermline wrong country so decided to look him up he's of English, Irish and Turkish <clears throat> Cypriot descent yeah. and has played for the Republic of Ireland under 21s Let, like let's stick with Denny's Mehmet right because he's yep. definitely on the list yep. um, 
Marvin, I think I, I dangled a clue in front of you before the break that this guy would have been a, a big rival of yours. Now, what did you take from that? What team would he have played for? Hearts. Uh-huh. And did you get it? Yeah, we got there in the end. Ozturk. Alim Ozturk. Um, did pay, you not score a screamer at Easter Road? Pile driver. I wouldn't have been playing in that game. I think you were the one that should have closed them down. Potentially. It happened a lot in my career. But you um, definitely didn't play that mm, game. Mm, I don't think I you did. I don't think so. You what, would remember yeah. a Hearts player smashing one in from 45 yards at Easter Road, surely. Just look put, that up. Put it out of his memory. Was yeah, Bartley yeah, playing when Ozturk scored a screamer at Easter Road? I remember the goal. Oh, it's a remember the proper goal. hit, wasn't it? Just couldn't get his name. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, yeah that's, that's difficult. So you've got two more Turkish players who've been in our, our top flight since 1998. I'll give you another clue. One of them was a Celtic player. Now you've uh, another Ooh. Celtic player. You've, you've had Chief Chi. You've had two guys from Rangers. There is Celtic. A, a Celtic one from not that long ago. Not that long ago. Certainly nowhere near going back to the, the SPL era of 1998. Turkish Apparently you weren't in the squad that day Maybe you just hadn't become a Hibs player yet What year was that? What was the date? Again, remind us Look at this guy rolling his eyes Because yeah, we're asking him to look up the date All the symbols no, It was, tw- it was 2014 You weren't even a Hibs player <laughs> yeah, yet I've got I'm not closing <laughs> Oz down It's hard to close seen. someone down from Burnley Exactly <laughs> Right, oh, wow. my apologies I do remember him though I knew it was your era, roughly. Yeah. Because he must have still been there when you were a Hibs player. Yeah. I think so. But then no one really scored at Easter Road for Hearts when I was a... Just one of those... Patrolling things. things. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, right, now we are less now than 24 hours away. This time tomorrow, Sligo against Motherwell will have kicked off. And uh, Motherwell have got a 1-0 deficit to overturn. At, at best, Marvin, you can spin it and say that Sligo season is well underway and Motherwell's isn't. It's probably clutching at straws. Motherwell will need to go there and do a whole lot better than they did last week. Yeah, and I think they will. I believe that Motherwell will, will win that game. And I know you're saying it's clutching at straws, but when a team are, you know, during their season and they're raring to go, it's very, very difficult, um, you know, to beat them. Don't get me wrong, listen, Motherwell at home to Sligo should be winning the game, no doubt about it. Won't make excuses for them, but it's a lot tougher than, you know, if Motherwell were halfway through the season mm-hmm. also. Um, but the players know, listen, you need to go and win the game to go through. It, there's no excuses after tomorrow. I'm sure Graham Alexander will have the boys raring to go. They've done everything tactically they need to do. But again, you know, we spoke about Celtic and Rangers, and if, you, if they turn up, they win games. Motherwell, tomorrow, they turn up and perform to the level that they can, they win the game. If they don't win the game, mm-hmm. you know, they have to look at themselves. I think if you're the glass-half-empty type, Simon, though, you would acknowledge what Marvin says, you know, perform at the level they can. Some would maybe say, well, that's a team that's good. Two wins in 2022. So, mm. what, you know, what, what is that level that they're trying to get to? Mother, a lot better than last year. Mm. A lot better. I mean, they've, they've sneaked into the top six at the last minute. But. That was good, though. That was a good day. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. <laughs> For more reasons than one, obviously, you're staring at a guy across the, the desk there. But, yeah, that, I didn't see the game, obviously. 1 0, it's, it's achievable for Motherwell. It might give them the impetus and the. The boost yeah, to kind of start the season, um, yeah. but the, the, Motherwell again. You're asking what they expect. Top six last year. The fans will be looking for that again, and maybe more pleasing on the eye because I believe mm-hmm. that was a huge problem for the fans last year. Yeah. They, they weren't great to watch. I, I'm not saying it all comes down to tomorrow, so hopefully that doesn't come across. But is it, is it a big night for Graham Alexander? Is he a former teammate of yours? Actually, yes. Yeah. Is, yeah. What, what was he like as a teammate? And, and yeah, that question to you is: it, is he already? You know, he could certainly be doing without that 
exit tomorrow, couldn't he? Yeah, firstly as a player, listen, I went into Burnley um, kind of to replace Graham when he was kind of on his on his way out um, and he was fantastic for me. You know, a massive, massive role model within the dressing room. Ultimate professional. Um, always had time for the younger players and which older players normally do but to have time for somebody that's coming in to replace you in your own position um, takes a special, special character and, and he had plenty of time for me and gave me all the help I could have ever wished for and that's why I wish him all the well, mother well. Moving on to him now as a manager, um, Yes, he need, he needs to win tomorrow. You know, let's 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 be honest about it. They need to win that game, but also the players have to take some sort of accountability as well. It's not always on the manager. You know, they need to go out there and perform. They can say what they want. You know, people will always blame the manager. He's always the one that comes out and does the press after games. Those players need to go out and give a big big performance tomorrow because their mobile career should be on the line also. Uh, yep, going to be a big night. Whatever happens, we'll give you all the reaction to it. Sligo against Motherwell. I just suppose Simon. It, it, it does come down to expectation the one that springs to mind like that without being too lazy is Connors Key and, and, and Kilmarnock you know Motherwell have been to Europe a lot of times and you know lost to Levante and Stoya Bucharest and, and teams that you just you hold your hands up and say look that's not going to happen but if we've got if our teams have want to have anything about them yeah. th- these are the <clears> types of ties they should progress a- through and you know they've worked so hard obviously we're having a go at them maybe for how they looked and how they played last year but they, they, they did get there they qualified for Europe you don't want to get out of the first hurdle no you want to get I mean last year St Johnson with Galatasaray it was a difficult tie but and they did Sligo, really well but yeah, couldn't get over the yeah, line yeah of course but Sligo Rovers you know hopefully tomorrow night we're talking about them turning it around right go on then two more on the teaser two more Turkish players that have played in our top flight since 1998 you got anything for me on struggling the Celtic the, one? Struggling with the Celtic one. I mean, you won't get the other one if you're struggling with the Celtic one. Um, he was a striker. He was the Ronnie Dyla era. Many games. Ah, uh, yeah, not many, but one of the most far-travelled careers you will ever find. This guy. If you're struggling to sleep tonight, get on this guy's Wikipedia. He has Man played in clubs. some far-flung really? corners of the globe. <laughs> let me tell you. And by all accounts, lived quite the lifestyle no. when he was a younger man, and maybe still does. Nice. However. Most recently, you would have found him at Derby, which might have given you a clue. Oh, Kazim Richards. Colin Kazim Richards. Which oh, is yeah. not quite as exotic That's, as Rio yes. and some of the other places has been. No yeah, offence to the good people of Derby. The last one, three, two, three years ago, St Mirren. Come on, Marv, you must have... Two, three years ago? You must have analysed him. Position? Winger. Oh... No, that he's Greek. The one I'm thinking. In fact, he's even more recent than that. I think by the time he left, he only left maybe, maybe two, one, two years ago. Who were you thinking of? I can't remember his name either. Great. But he was, a, he was a fullback. <laughs> this yeah. guy's a winger. He was, he was a fullback. This guy put you out your misery. Yeah, Ilkay Dormus. No, he remember. was decent, by the way. Great, not decent enough that you remembered. Good no, I think I bought six though. That's why. Thank you very much to Marvin and Simon. Back tomorrow with Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson. Big night for Motherwell, and we'll take plenty of your calls. Speak to you then.